Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yoo-hoo! 50% bloodlines. Hello! 50%! 50%! Yoo-hoo! 50% bloodlines. Yoo-woo-woo! 50%! 50% 50% Baby girl, when is my record deal going to come for me? I know it coming through the door any day now. Welcome back to the Distract Me Please podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Silva, and today I am here by myself again. How long have I been by myself talking about things on this podcast? It's been months. It's literally been months, love. Um, let's uh, first things first. Rest in peace, Uncle Phil. For real, no. First things first. You know what? Pause. I actually need to make a list because if not, I'm gonna go off the rails while I'm talking about this podcast. Two hours later. Girl, you're my angel. You're my darling angel. Girl, you're my friend when I'm in need, baby. Girl, you're my angel. Oh, there's my watch charger. Y'all, I'm not even gonna lie. I literally stuck my hand in my backpack looking for my watch charger because I want to head to the gym, hoping it would be in the exact pocket that I thought it would be in, and it was in. Okay, I made a list. I made a list and I want to start off with number one thing being on the list is that right before right before I started recording this podcast um I literally was watching TikToks and one of them made me cry I can't even lie to y'all it literally made me cry I was watching y'all know that guy who did all those TikToks oh is my phone almost done charging it looks like I have to unplug something to plug this in nope I have a cube somewhere But y'all know that guy who like blew up during COVID with his uh, parents just like making a bunch of dancing TikToks. And then like all of a sudden after he became really big, he just like deleted all his TikToks and like dipped off the face of the earth. And now he only has like four videos up. Well, he made like his new yearly TikTok and I saw it and it was just so sweet because it was this time like the whole what was I made for and like it was just so cute because he was relating it to being in Hollywood and like wanting to go to Hollywood and really trying to make it and like he can't but like he's looking at all these people on these billboards who are like doing what he wants to do and he's just like drinking and going to therapy and I was like damn I relate Except I'm not in therapy. <laughs> but it was just like really sweet. And it just kind of made me cry because like I didn't necessarily take it as like, oh, wanting to go to Hollywood and want to be like rich and famous. But it's more along the lines of like having a dream and really struggling to get there and sometimes feeling like your dream isn't even possible. Like I literally told my boyfriend on the couch, um, I'm going to call it job shopping, okay? Because if I say that it's shopping, it's going to make me want to do it. But I've literally been job shopping. And I was telling him and I was like, he asked me, he was like, oh, did you reach out to that person to see if you could get that job? And I was like, honestly, I have not. 
because every time I even think about doing it, even though I want to do it, something's always holding me back. And at first I thought it was a fear of success holding me back or not the fear of success, the fear of failure. My bad. It was reversed. I thought it was a fear of failure because I know that's what holds me back sometimes when it comes to like posting my content. Um, sometimes the fear, the fear of failure can hold me back and it's such a mindset of like, uh, oh, I'll just leave it up to the universe because if it's meant to be, it'll always be. And so something will magically happen. I shouldn't have to be working this hard. And sometimes I take the fact that I work this hard and it feels like there's nothing really happening. Kind of proof of like, oh, I'm going to look stupid when I've been trying for 10 years and I've made nothing of myself through this. And, you know, if I'm not really trying that hard and if I'm like pushing on different avenues, like that's a smart plan because if this doesn't pans out, then I didn't really put all my eggs in one basket. I didn't try too hard and, you know, it's fine in the end. But it's funny because I feel like the fear of success is holding me back from the quote unquote plan B jobs of like living my, not the plan B jobs, but literally the plan B jobs y'all of like living my, um, I guess you can say nine to five life, like living my nine to five life and, you know, using that scholarly degree to get myself a job. And the fear of success holds me back from that because I'm afraid to be so successful in corporate America because I know I will. I know I will be. I'm a great student. I'm a hard worker. I can always prove to be at the top whenever I really try and put my heart and soul into something. And I know I could come out on top. And like, I don't want to come out on top because it's almost like, well, if I fail in this area, if I fail in corporate America, then that just solidifies that I can do my dream job of content creation, which is like the cringiest thing to say in this day and age, right? Like all the Gen Z and millennials are like, well, you want to be content creators, but I'm sorry. Sometimes the economy, have y'all seen, have y'all seen the prices of stuff? Like, first of all, I'm getting my information from Zayden Heath Unfiltered Podcast. Is this an educational podcast where you should be getting your information? No. But when Zane pointed out, not Zane, when Heath pointed out that like um, for boomers or around our parents age, when they wanted to go get a job, a ha- I mean, when they wanted to go get a house, a house typically costed double their yearly salary. And so if you wanted to get a house, you just had to save two times your yearly salary and that you know, that, that was the normal price range. Like that was normal for everyone. So if you're making 40,000 a year, um, typically when you start like house shopping in your price range, uh, which you should be able to afford, you know, like your monthly payments and yearly payments, like taxes and all that, like you're looking at houses at around $80,000. So you would want to save up roughly $80,000, go get a loan for 80K, you know, like, like that was the expense of a house. But nowadays in like 2023, a job, like the average house costs eight times a person's yearly salary. So you're not, uh, what is that math? So like if you're making 40K a year, right? One, two, three. Uh, Your price range for a house is like $320,000. And that's a big difference. Like that is a jump you know? And so it makes like the price of living has really gone up. And even like talking to my mom about it. And she's telling me like about, yo, she came to Texas 
in the 90s. So she came to Texas in the 90s from the islands. And when I'm talking to her, she's talking about how when she first came to Texas, the price of gas was like 80 cents a gallon. Babe, I've never seen the price of gas go below $2 a gallon. And I don't think I've ever I've ever actually seen it even get to $2 a gallon. I think the cheapest I've seen the price of gas or the cheapest that I can at least remember was maybe like two thirty. Truly. Mm, I think that is the cheapest I have ever seen gas in Texas in my entire life is $2.30. And I remember when she was climbing her way up to $5. And don't get me wrong. I know other states are like California when they were like, babes, gas is like $7 a gallon. Like, what do you mean you're getting it for two, $3? But like the price of living here in Texas, like it gets to $5 and we're like rioting. So for Cali, think of it if the price of gas was getting up to $10. Like, that's how we look at it when the price starts getting up to five. Um, and so, like, it's insane. It is it is just insane, like, the price of living and whatnot. And so when you're like, oh, why do all these, like, millennials and Gen Z and, like, the generation after Gen Z all want to be content creators? Or why are all these people suddenly doing side hustles and trying to figure out a business? And it's because we are literally trying to survive. Like sometimes I have to really step out of social media and talk to other people around me to truly ground myself and realize that like this is normal. Because when you're looking at all these influencers and stuff, like they are balling. Or sometimes when you think you're following a normal person online and really it is someone who is who can shamelessly put themselves out online because they're comfortable in their life. You know, they went to college, they got a good paying job, they did all these things. And so they're making a solid 200,000 and up a year. And you're looking at them with their nice cars. And, you know, we think like, oh, this is normal everyday life because they're not the millionaires and they're not like, you know, pushing towards billion dollars, like companies and whatnot. And you think that's normal. And then you look at your life and you're like, I'm struggling. But then when you start talking to the people around you and you realize it really is a systematic problem, especially like talking to college graduates and realizing like we're getting a, oh, that was my desk. We're getting a bachelor's degree, and don't get me wrong, I know in modern day and time, a bachelor's degree is almost expected, but it really sucks, because my tuition, which again, I know I'm on the luckier side, because I go to Texas A&M, it's a public school, my tuition is costing like $6,000 for in-state pricing, um, I'm paying like six k a semester, so $12,000 a year, and then you want me to go out and make... $30,000. I can barely afford my own place. And like to afford my own place, I have to get a roommate. And like, don't get me wrong. I'm real. I always thought I was a person who would love to live alone. And I've tried it out. I really got the blessed opportunity to try it out. And it didn't last long. And it actually wasn't my decision to end living alone. Uh, financial situations got the best of me. And and now that I'm actually in a place where I enjoy my roommates and I enjoy seeing their faces, and in fact, I get really sad when I don't see their faces for like more than three days because then I'm like, where are you? Where are you? Just say you hate me. Just say you hate me. Come on, don't be shy. Just say you hate me. <laughs> I love my roommates. But like when I, now that I actually am in a place where I like love my roommates and love who I live with, yeah, I don't think I actually want to live alone anymore. But then like the other thing is, is that if I, 
I can't choose my roommates, I would rather live alone. I would truly rather go back home and live with my mother who are, who was going to put rules on me like I'm a 15-year-old kid than have a bunch than live with another stranger. I swear to you, I would literally rather move back in with my mother. Truly. Because the experience that I've had living with randomly assigned strangers, I never want to do that again. And I saw a TikTok of a girl saying like, "Oh, uh this whole thing of trying to push to live alone and that's why we can't afford to live alone. First of all, let me just make this very clear. As someone who has had to apartment shop, as someone who has done the math, as someone who her and her friends have sat down and done the math, $30,000 a year can afford you a nice place. I'm lying. Can afford you a place in the hood with like three to four roommates. And I'm in a very cheap city. Girl, I am in College Station. I am not in no fancy smancy. I'm not even in the middle of Houston anymore, which is where I was born and raised. Hi, Houston, Texas, baby. And after doing the math, like for me to pay all of my rent and expenses and everything and be able to afford groceries and other like small emergencies here and there, I need to make $30,000 a year. And have four roommates. And I'm in the middle of the hood. Like that is the reality. You, But the thing is $30,000 like fresh out of college is, is kind of the norm. Is the norm for a college graduate with a bachelor's degree. Let me organize my thoughts. I'm going to organize my thoughts because this is such an important topic to me because like this is about to be my life. You know, this is about to be my reality. It is so frustrating when I saw this TikTok of some girl being like, oh, wanting to live alone makes you the perfect consumer. Because before, not even a few years ago, everyone was just expected to live with families, to have roommates, like people didn't live alone, which I get her point, you know, you are safer in a community, you are safer if you don't live alone. But instead, if you're coming home to roommates, if you're coming home to your mom, your dad, your cousins, your grandpa, your grandma, and your baby siblings and all that, you know, you are safer in a community, because you're not just coming home to only your dog expecting you and your dog can't call 911 if you haven't been home in two, three days. But if you have an entire community at home waiting for you to walk through that door and you don't walk through that door after a few hours, someone's panicking, you know, especially if they haven't heard from you. Like, it, I, I understand it's safer to be in a community. But like, she even mentioned like, oh, but, you know, people don't want to live like in the moment of being like, oh, that's making the perfect consumer. They planned it to be like this. She touched on a little on the fact that like it's hard to find good roommates. And I want to emphasize that so much. If you are blessed with the opportunity to not live with roommates. And like I am talking, you are like, oh, people say it's cheaper to live with roommates and I want to save my money. So I'm living with roommates. If you do not have to live with some random eeny, meeny, miny, mo person and you have the financial stability to do that, don't do not live with a roommate. I am so serious. I oh, my God. I like people always say like, oh, when you're roommates with someone, that relationship falls apart. Like that's what happens. Da, 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 da. Alex Cooper put it best. When you live someone, it expedites 
the relationship you have with them. And I'm not just talking about a partner. I am talking about friends in general because you are with that person 24 seven and they are in your home base. They are in the place that you want to come home and cry your eyes out. When you're depressed, you're not leaving your bedroom. You know, like this is someone who is all up in your grill 24 seven. And when you have someone who is not that great of a person constantly around you, babes, let me tell you, your mental health will plummet and it can truly ruin your life having to deal with a roommate. Don't get me wrong. If your financial situation forces you to literally like look for a roommate on Facebook, look for a roommate on Craigslist. If people are doing that girl, even looking for a roommate on Bumble, talk on Bumble friends, like, do you need someone to live with? If that's what your financial status calls for, I am sending you good vibes and baby peace and blessings to you. But if you have the opportunity to be able to choose who you live with. So I mean, you and your friend sign a lease and say, we're going to live together. And then suddenly you realize like, hey, me and this friend can't live together. And so you get to go sign a lease with another friend or you get to move out. Please go do that. Because it's not even like a, oh, don't live with people. Like you, you will truly find out who people are living with them. And sometimes you're thinking, oh, you know, me and this person, we can live together um, you know, this is, this is my good friend and, you know, I really love him. So I really think we can live together. Girl, girl, wait till you start living with that person. And you find out that this person who you've been calling a friend, you realize that you've been calling them a best friend way before they earned the title. And you find out that that person is a person who talks mess about every and every single person in their life. You find out this person has been talking bad about you. You realize that this person has been wishing down upon you because they're jealous of your life. Girl, that's a one thing. Like, I I understand wanting to try it out with friends because you're friends for a reason. Don't let anyone scare you into being like, oh, it's going to ruin your relationship. It won't ruin your relationship. It'll speed it up. So if a friendship was meant to fall apart, it will fall apart within a year of living with that person. Sometimes within a few months because you're seeing them every day. When you don't live with them, you can avoid them. You can push aside a lot of things. When someone's in your space and you're dealing with that mess every day, you can't push it to the side. You have to deal with it in that moment. So it speeds up a relationship. So I understand trying it with friends. Do not live with a stranger. You, Oh my God, do not live with a stranger. And I'm talking even the room assignments in college. If you have the opportunity to be able to go, you're my friend, you're my friend, you're my friend. Let's get a house, rent it out and live in together. Do that. But if you're like me who came into college with absolutely no friends, knowing no one, just know that I've been through it. I have some podcast episodes on my roommate experiences and you can go back and listen to that. Like I literally, one of them, my worst, absolute worst one was that first of all, I moved to a new place. Can we get that out the way? I moved to a new place. I've been talking about that. I've been in the moving process, uh, with my, with getting out of my old place because I had a roommate situation go bad. I'm in a new place. I'm in that new place and I'm settled and I'm now with my two roommates who I love and adore who came out from that really bad situation. And I literally, I have to shout out 
Magic Mind for getting me through that move because I kid you not, y'all, Magic Mind is this little perfect shot that absolutely made my moving process a thousand times better. I, first of all, was running on little to no sleep. Like, that is so bad, but it's true because I, it came down to like only having three days to pack up my entire bedroom and move because so many things were happening. I was finishing out school. I was preparing for my ring dunk. Like I've been just talking about that the last few episodes. And so I was running on little to no sleep. And I kid you not, I started passing out these shots between me and my roommates. Like there were nobody's business. We were taking it Bro, we were taking this like this shot was Superman's powers and going about our day. And it truly was like this little shot has matcha in it and ashwagandha. And those are, first of all, I'm a matcha drinker. If you don't know that, like through and through, I love me my matcha. In fact, I have a whole tea station set up and I have matcha. So matcha is like my go-to energy because if you don't know, I get really bad caffeine crashes. It's a whole thing. So I prefer matcha. But ashwagandha is also uh, an ingredient of the magic mind shots that reduces stress and anxiety. And it also does help aid in the long-term effects of like feeling awake and feeling alert. And this is not a little shot that you take and suddenly you're like, I'm ready to jump off the walls and woo. Like, no, it helps you like retain energy, retain focus and stay in what they call a flow state. And I kid you not, like this thing will have you going and it's not in an overwhelming, anxiety-inducing, body-shaking way, but instead in a nice, relaxed, calm, and focused way that'll get you through your day. And when your head hits the pillow, I promise you, you will not be in such a state of like, go, 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 that you can't fall asleep at your normal time. Like, it'll just, you'll just suddenly realize after three days of taking these shots daily that, oh my God, wow, I have more energy. And I'm able to get more done and stay focused longer. And it truly, it blows my mind how well it works. And I used it the entire time in my move out process. It's not even funny to the point that I ran out. I will always and forever recommend Magic Mind for anyone who is just tired of those caffeine slumps. Magic Mind is something that you can take with your daily cup of coffee and it will like help you get through the day if you need more caffeine because it holds 55 milligrams of caffeine in every bottle. So if you're like me and you literally need energy to help you move out because listen, it's August. If you're a student, it's time to move in. It's time to start classes. You want that energy to keep you going, to keep you running, but you also want to be able to fall asleep at night. You don't want the heart palpitations. You don't want to be shaky and you just want to remain in a state of focus. And if you thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy matcha like I do, Magic Mind created a super offer for me to share with you guys. You can get up to 56% off your first subscription in the next 10 days and 20% off your one-time purchase with Distract20. That's a code that they specifically made for you guys. You can get it at magicmind.com slash distract and redeem the discount code distract20. But hurry up. The 50% discount only lasts 10 days from this episode airing date. So if you're listening to this, check the date that you're listening to this, babes, because you can only get 56% off a subscription 
or 20% off a one-time purchase. But if it's past the 10 days, do not panic. You can still use Distract20 or go to magicmind.com slash distract and you can get 20% off a subscription. So highly recommend. Shout out to Magic Mind for being so gracious. Y'all, I cannot, I literally cannot talk about how Magic Mind saved me through my moves out process. But yeah, so back to what I was saying. If you do... <laughs> nobody me yeah if you two need to run away from crazy roommates psycho roommates magic mind will have your back but seriously though like do do not just just don't y'all just do not move in with some random strangers like i'm telling you and i am telling you right now that mother that mother back there is not real <laughs> I love that meme and I stand by that meme. I would sit by that meme and I would die by that meme. I love that meme. In other news, um, I had to go to the ER. <laughs> Y'all, I had to go to the ER like an idiot. So basically, I've been having muffled hearing in my right ear for the past few days and I'm like it literally feels like I'm listening to everything underwater and I'm realizing it almost has like a high-pitched ringing to it but not enough for me to notice it at first like it is a slight case of tinnitus if we're being honest but it more feels like pressure it feels like pressure is building up with my sinuses and stuff and it just feels like I'm listening to things underwater and so that's been happening for the past three days and I'm like Ubering around because if y'all don't know, I Uber on the side because, you know, back to the side hustle, back to having to like literally support yourself through life. It it's not fun. It's not fun. So I'm like zoop, zooming around the city. Right. And all of a sudden, my car has been having issues with the lock. And well, I closed my car door with it running while I was Ubering, which I will never do this again. Not after this. Um, I closed my car door with my keys inside only to come back and to find out that the lock malfunctioned on me. And the driver's side is locked. And typically, I only, uh, I only leave my driver's side door unlocked while all the other doors are locked so that way when I walk away from my car no one can sneak into my car from the other side of my car because we don't play that I don't play about my safety so I panic because I think my keys are locked inside the car and I'm sitting there going no 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 because I have a full tank of gas so my car is going to be on and running for a long long time just sitting and not moving and so I start to panic and tug on the door a little. And then I go, wait, let me check the other doors because if this lock malfunctioned, what if like none of the locks actually locked? I was correct. <laughs> so the back door on the driver's side opens and I start to crawl into my car to unlock the door. Y'all tell me why as I'm trying to sit into the car, I hit my head on the side of my car, like fully getting in and boom hit my head on the door, bully him. And like, it hurt. Like it wasn't enough to like take me out for a few seconds, but I was like, ow, like that really hurt. Like that really hurt governor. But it's okay. Cause I unlocked the door and I zoomed away. And I think at that moment it might've just been adrenaline that made the pain go away pretty quickly. Cause the pain went away within a few seconds. 
but like I, I hit my I know I knocked my head pretty hard but I was more embarrassed at the front at the fact that I was just in front of some someone's yard and I was like they definitely saw me but I was like I'm just going home and so I'm driving around because like driving around is my peace it's my serenity it's my love pride and joy and as I'm driving around, I'm like, okay, it's time to go home. Like an hour later, I'm like, it is time to go home. The sun is setting. I want to get off the road. <laughs> Y'all tell me why. So it's been an hour since I've hit my head. Y'all tell me why. As I'm on my way home, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go stop at Dutch Bros. Right before I take the turn to go into Dutch Bros, uh, it's like where it's set in College Station, Um you there's so many dutch bros but for the one that i was going to you make a left down the road at a, a main intersection and the dutch bros is on your right <laughs> so i'm sitting at the light to make this left so i can because i'm like two minutes away from dutch bros like that's how close this dutch bros is to the intersection so i'm sitting at the light to make a left and next thing you know i look to the car to the left of me because i have a thing where i do not like lining up perfectly with cars like I don't want our windows to be perfectly aligned. So when I look over, we can make eye contact. I like being in a position where any car on my left or my right cannot like look to their left or their right and like look at me, you know, like they can see me ahead or behind, but like not directly to their side. So some car directly lines up with me and I couldn't move my car because there's cars behind me. There's cars in front of me. I'm packed in tightly. So I was like, oh my God, I don't like this. So just out of instinct, because anytime someone lines up with me, it's Texas. Sometimes I'm like, am I about to get shot? So like what's gonna happen why are you pulling up next to me like this like sometimes you just gotta be on the lookout you know it's just, it's just a womanly thing truly y'all tell me why i look to my left and the entire world just goes like that's me mimicking the world just like spinning and my vision blurs for a second i just went what just happened i looked to my, i was like that didn't happen like I'm tripping. Maybe it's just hot or something. I look to my right to see like, did that just really happen with the turn of my head? It happens again. And I realize every time I turn my head, it keeps happening. I hate when I yawn in podcasts because as I'm editing, ooh, I just be yawning away. And so I start to panic. I start to panic and I start to lose it. Y'all, I literally start to lose it. And I just text my boyfriend instantly and I'm like, hey, where are you at? Because I was like, oh, he's about to have to come pick me up. And so he's at the gym. I completely skipped Dutch Bros. The light turns green and I'm like, okay, you know what? Today, well, while I was in the ER, I heard that this, I learned that this was the wrong decision. If you ever feel vertigo like that, just pull over. Do not keep driving because it really does feel like you're driving drunk. I don't think I should be admitting this. It was a medical thing. There was like, I hadn't had a sip of alcohol that day, like... I hadn't even had a Benadryl, no allergy pills, nothing. Like I took nothing other than like water and food up at, up to that point. And I have my water with me, my AC is blasting, so I know it's not heat exhaustion. And I am just like, what is happening? Like truly, what is happening here? I feel like an idiot. And so I just keep driving home and I'm like okay I think I can make it home it's not that bad even though like every time like I move my eyes the world spins a little moving my head to like check in the rearview mirror and like look over my shoulder makes the world spin a little but I, I I'm confident that I can make it home so I make it home and I have my boyfriend meet me in the parking garage so he can walk me back and y'all it literally feels like I am standing on a 
boat. Like the world will just not straighten out. Like it wasn't as bad as earlier as like when the first time it happened, but the world is just spinning and I'm in a full on dizzy spell. And so I'm just like, whoa, like, is this vertigo? Like, is this what people mean when they say they have vertigo? Like, I don't like this and this is really scary. And then I start getting a headache and I my head is pounding like starting to go to the migraine point where as soon as we got back into my new place uh I just like my boyfriend was like do you want the lights on and I was like turn the lights off turn them off like I need to sit here and I need to just hold myself and he's like are you are you nauseous do you feel sick and I'm like no that's the weird thing like if I feel like this like I do have a tendency to get car sick like nausea comes with it but I'm not nauseous like the world is just spinning and my head hurts and so I was like, okay, I'm going to make a doctor's appointment. And so I call my mom and I'm like, hey, I'm making a doctor's appointment for, for tomorrow. See you tomorrow because the only doctor available is my doctor in Houston. I can't find one in College Station. So my mom's like panicking because she's like, and you said you hit your head? And I was like, yeah. And I brought up the whole ear thing because when the world went dizzy, the muffled hearing in my right ear went with it. <laughs> Like my hearing in my ears went with it. My mom was like, no, 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 no. Like you're doing a video chat with the doctor right now and you're listening to their opinion and you're listening to whether or not they think you need to go do something right now. And I was like, ugh, fine. So I just pull up a video chat and I'm telling him and I'm like, ah, because to me, I'm just like, ugh, I feel so stupid because most likely I accidentally gave myself a concussion. Like, and it's probably a minor one and he's going to tell me I'm fine and everything's going to be fine. And I literally explained my sim- the symptoms to the doctor. And even as I'm saying them, I'm like, oh, this this sounds kind of serious for real, though. Because, like, my head's pounding. The room's still spinning. I don't feel great. Like, oops. And he just instantly goes, there's nothing I can do for you. Go to the ER right now. I was like, what? He was like, yeah, because, like, it can be really serious. Especially if you're saying, like, you had an instance where you think you have some head trauma. Go to the ER Like, I don't want you to wait it out. I need you to go to the ER so they can, like, diagnose the severity of this because this can either be, like, a really bad concussion or this could be nothing. So go to the ER because I don't want to, I don't want you to risk the chance on the slight chance that it is something serious. And I was like, oh, okay. And so I just start laughing. My boyfriend takes me to the ER and literally the entire time I'm like, I feel like an idiot. I just feel so stupid. And he's like, why? Why do you feel like that? And I'm like, I literally think I'm going to get in there and he's just going to tell me, oh, here's some water. Take a Tylenol. Here's an ice pack. Go home. Like this doesn't feel like anything serious, even though it feels terrifyingly scary. This is always what happens when you go to a doctor. Like the rational part of me is telling me bodies are weird. They can do these crazy things that can make everything feel really, really scary. The hypochondriac, I guess the hypochondriac, the over-exaggerator and dramatic side of me was also like, what if you actually gave yourself a really bad concussion? Which then was also why I felt stupid because I was like, dude, I'm coming into the hospital. I'm literally coming into the ER because I hit my head on the side of my car, which possibly gave me a concussion. Like, I didn't even do something cool. Like, I was playing a cool sport or something. Like, no. I was just getting into my car. <laughs> so I felt like an idiot. He was like, no, babe, it's okay. So the entire time we're in there, I was like, bring my Kindle. 
and he's still holding on to me because the world is still spinning and whatnot. But by the time we start getting to the hospital, the dizziness starts to go away to where I can start handling myself. But earlier I was like, I literally, it still kept feeling like I was walking on a boat. Like that's the only way to explain it was like, as the dizziness was slowly going away, it just felt like I was walking on a boat, but my headache just kept getting louder and louder. And I was like, oh my God, I want to rip my scalp open. So I'm reading fourth wing in the waiting room, right? Because I'm obsessed with the book and I finished it in like a week. It's a 600 page book, by the way. And I finished it in a week. And so we're in the emergency room. And right before I get called, our main character gets some superpowers. And I was like, ain't no way while I'm in the waiting room. So they call me back. I sit down and he's like, do you want your candle while you wait for the doctor? And I was like, no. So we do everything. I answer all the questions that the nurse asks. And then my heart starts pounding because I'm having the realization that like, I'm in the ER right now. This could actually be serious because I've truly never felt vertigo. I've truly never felt a concussion. But I know right now I have two out of the few symptoms that like I have a concussion. So my heart starts pounding. And so she's taking my blood pressure. And I get like at this point, I'm like edging panic attack. And so the blood pressure machine takes my blood pressure once And then I realize as it's releasing before giving the result, it takes it again. Like a full on machine went, "Mm, that is not correct. And when it starts up again, the lady was like, do you have high blood pressure? And I was like, no, but I'm really anxious right now. And she goes, why are you anxious? And I was like, I've just truly never felt this sensation before. I have never had a moment where I have been driving or sitting down and like the whole world just started spinning and my vision got blurry and I'm starting to realize like this could be something serious and it's the it's the not knowing that's scaring me and she was just like okay you'll be fine so the thing goes off it tells her my blood pressure I don't want to look at it because I know now that the machine says it's really high the doctor comes in he examines me he looks over everything and then he basically goes here's some medication for the vertigo and I'm still going to give you some medication for nausea. But basically you hit your head so hard that you gave yourself vertigo. And I, I was embarrassed. (laughs) I was embarrassed. He literally was like, it happens. You just whacked yourself hard enough to give yourself vertigo. And it's not serious. You don't have a concussion, but that's something that can happen when you hit your head. Like you can hit yourself so hard. Like your world starts spinning. Oh my God. And I was like, wow. Well, okay. And then he goes, as for the hearing though, you're going to see my brother who is a ENT specialist, which is ear, nose, throat doctor. He was like, cause your ears are perfectly healthy from everything that I can see. They're clean. There's no buildup of airwax. I don't know what's happening. Your muffled hearing doesn't make sense. But other than that, you're perfectly healthy and you can go. And I... I was embarrassed. And so then she takes my blood pressure again. And she was like, do you feel better? And I was like, yes. Like the nurse comes back in after all that. And she's like, okay, do you feel better? I was like, yeah. She's like, okay, let's try this blood pressure thing again. I was like, okay, cool. And she goes, mm-hmm. Yep. That's better. This time the machine doesn't go, Ooh, girl, is that correct? Like it takes it once and we're good. And then I go, I look at the machine and I realize it says like 126 over like, uh, no, I think it said like, no, it was. It was like 126 over like 59 or something like that. 
or no, it was not 59. It was like 126 over like 80 something. You know, it's like still on the higher end of blood pressure, but close enough to the normal range where it's like, ooh, girl, let's wash that pressure. And so I go, wait, miss, what was my blood pressure before? And I will never forget this number. Forget it tomorrow. And I was like, wait, what was my blood pressure before when I was really anxious? And she goes, your blood pressure was 159 over 99. And I went, oh. And for those who don't know, a normal blood pressure range, like peak healthy, almost at like the point of pushing it is 120 over 80. Like that is what you're looking for. That is the like average that they say they're looking for. But really, blood pressure can range from like 120 to 130 to... um. I think it's 80 over 90 is roughly the range. And once you're past, like even peaking up to 130, like you're getting pretty high, but it's still within normal range. You just kind of want to take more closer care of yourself. You would prefer to be a little below the, both of those numbers. Um, but once you're anything past that, like, no, that is high blood pressure and like you need to seek help. So for me to be at 159 over 99, Miss Mamas was literally like, Yep, anxiety will do that to you. And I just sat there and I just, I just couldn't believe that was my blood pressure. And so I almost want to take my blood pressure when I'm in a full-blown panic attack out of just pure curiosity. But I know seeing a blood pressure that high would make me spiral even more. And so I don't need to know it, but instead have someone else take my blood pressure and then don't tell me until I calm down. Because truly, if she would have told me my blood pressure at that moment, it would have went higher. And that's not the first time that that's happened to me where I've had blood pressure skyrocket that high to the point where like they've had to check my blood pressure multiple times because there's another time where I was getting a physical in high school and <laughs> uh, I was getting a physical for dance because intense sport, you need a physical, whatever. You need to be cleared by doctors. Guys, I'm getting a <laughs> As I'm in line to get this physical, basically the school set it up to where you pay $20 and you can get your physical and be cleared. And it is just like station after station after station. And so it's everyone who doesn't want to go see their doctor or it'll be cheaper to just get it through the school is waiting in line to get their physical. It's everyone who's doing an intense sport. And well, there was this guy who was sitting behind me on the bleachers that I knew like we, I guess, I don't even want to call him a friend. Like, yeah, we used to be friends, but it was more like acquaintances. Cause like he had a thing for me, but like he more just wanted to flirt with me. It was like, eh, it was just kind of like, I knew him and I tolerated him. And like, yeah, I guess, ugh. let's go with it's complicated. Cause like we didn't date or anything. And sometimes he just got flirty with me, but like, I never really cared for him there that's the only way I can define that right so he sits behind me and he just starts talking about me and talking about me and talking about me and talking about me until I finally turn around and I just snap I don't even like I don't even remember the context and the way he was talking about me but like he was doing it sarcastically so that way I could finally turn around and talk to him because again like I said I tolerated him and he knew I tolerated him. And so I literally like after a while of just ignoring it, I literally just like turned around and I screamed like, shut up. Like I was done. I was over it and I couldn't put up with it anymore. And he, he is like peak riding the wave of like 
Brianna is talking to me. I have her attention. And so like he is on cloud nine and just pushes my buttons further. And I'm just sitting there like, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore because like, oh my God, I just, I wish I could remember because I know it was like him and his friends were all like sitting together and they were like, they were like laughing about what he was saying, but it was just like really annoying. And I was just like tired of listening. Oh my God. It was like, I was so annoyed. I was so annoyed. So I'm pissed. Okay. Like, I mean, just yelled at someone pissed, like literally just yelled at someone to shut up. And my name gets called for next. And the first station is blood pressure. (laughs) Y'all, they had to take my blood pressure three more times before I could finish my physical. They took it once. They went, oh, my God, is this common for you? Do you have blood high blood pressure? And I went, no, I'm not in a good mood. And they were just like, oh, okay. So they take it again. And then they go, I think we need to take your blood pressure later. And I was like, yeah, that would be great. I'm angry, y'all. I am stomping around the rest of the stations. Later on, I scare a doctor because I have this thing where my hip will sometimes aggressively pop, but I know it's from injuries and stuff and dance. And so when one of the doctors was just like checking out the movement of my legs, just like casual, like, lift your leg, make sure there's movement without any pain. As he's like lifting my leg, it, it does what it does and pops really loud. And my leg kind of jerks. That's normal for me. It doesn't hurt. I think it's just popping an air pocket, uh, air pocket. It actually stopped now that I'm older. It used to do it way more when I was younger and more active. And literally I have never seen like a doctor be shocked. Like he literally like looked at me was shocked and then like tried to lift my leg again to see if he'll do it again but he didn't do it again because again like it like it wasn't from an injury or anything like I literally just think an air bubble was popping and he was just like okay well (laughs) I was like so that made me laugh because I was like "Mm, I get to shock a doctor today and then I just went to the next station and then before I left they had to like pull me aside to another room uh and no and then I stopped again. They took my blood pressure and they went, okay, it's climbing down. So before you officially get past at the end of all these stations, you have to come back one more time and we're going to take your blood pressure one more time. Cause I think that's when we're going to get an accurate reading. And I went, okay. Um, so then I finished out the stations and then I went into the room, uh, with, it was actually one of the, I don't know if y'all had this, uh, what were they called? Hosa? Was it Hosa? I want to say it was Hosa, but it was basically all the girlies and it was the girlies, the gays, the days, and sometimes the men who wanted to go into the medical field. And so there was like this club in high school that allowed them to do clinical rounds at a hospital and like shadow doctors and stuff. So that way, like, you know, they can go into the med field, medical field of their dreams. Um, So that was the like girl who came over and took my blood pressure. She was like part of that team who's already been doing like the hospital clinicals and doing her trial runs and whatnot. (laughs) And I was cool with her. So by that time I was calm, cool and collected. And she was like, okay, this is like finally what we're going to write down on, on your chart. And so that was the final number that they finally put down. But I did see one of the times that they crossed it off and I don't, 
I highly doubt it was for my first one. And I don't remember the bottom number, but I'll never forget the top number because I was like, oh, shin, I should have been <laughs> I should have been hospitalized uh, for this. If like I didn't explain to them like what happened, because like my top number, which I think is a diastolic number because it's diastolic and systolic, right? Whatever. The top number was 144. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that might have been like from the second time that they took my blood pressure. And I was like, oop. <laughs> anyways i passed and then i left so yeah be careful be careful of who you like get under your skin and be careful of your anxiety it will affect your blood pressure it does affect your body and with that i think we're gonna end today's podcast episode i hope i scared you enough i hope i scared you sometimes when i hear a toilet flush in my brand new room because you know it's an apartment complex and so i can hear the water going through the wall it throws me off, y'all. It throws me off. So I don't know if y'all heard that, but it literally sounds like a waterfall. But in reality, it's just the water running through the pipes. Because where my bedroom is situated, I am backed up against a bathroom. And so I can hear it going through the wall. And every time I'm always like, what is that? But I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you made it this far, head over to Spotify and tell me if you have any bad roommate stories oh my god i'm literally i literally think when i edit this podcast i'm gonna throw that in the beginning of this podcast episode or i'm gonna edit that in somewhere because i literally want to hear your bad roommate stories it makes me it just it makes me chuckle it makes me giggle because it makes me realize like hey i'm not alone with the whole bad roommate stories so yeah i really took my freshman roommate for granted we just didn't vibe that's the only reason why like I was kind of happy to move out and not live with the girl. We really just did not vibe. And I really thought like that was my bad roommate experience. Only for the universe to be like, oh, girly, just wait. Just wait. And oh, wait, did I did. But I love you all. As always, you can follow all my social media. All of that will always be in the show notes. I'm posting more TikToks. I'm constantly, I'm very active on social media across all platforms. Like truly, like, you can call me, reach me if you want to beat me on any platform, and I'll probably answer. Unless it's Instagram, I'm not going to lie. Hey, to all my friends who've been, to all my friends and my boyfriend and family members who DM me on Instagram, I see you and just know I ignore you. All of you, every last one of you. Because I don't know what it is about Instagram DMs. I hate, hate, hate checking my Instagram DMs. But I love every single one of you, so... With that, I'm going to end this. But yeah, just check out my socials. Call me, beat me if you want to reach me. And like, go go tell me a great story from a bad roommate time. But you can only do that through Spotify. Or you can just DM me on my other socials. But whatever you want to do, I just drop the box cutter. And I am...